You're listening to Women in Wellness, a program to help you create gorgeous growth for your blissful business in health and wellness. I'm Dr. Gabby, holistic health expert and founder of Women in Wellness, a one-of-a-kind course and community designed to empower and inform you about how to build a purposeful and profitable holistic business. And I invited a super cool guest today, Lisa Marlowe Booth. Lisa is a relationship expert, speaker, and blogger. She has over 20 years experience in the field of therapy and relationship coaching. She has a master's degree in counseling psychology and is a graduate of Coach University. Hi, Lisa. Hey, how are you? I'm really, really good. good. I'm super excited to talk to you and to learn uh, some of your insight about relationships. I, I feel like that's probably not one of my strongest. <laughs> I feel like I'm great in relationships around like professional relationships and like right. I can cultivate community and something, but um, I'm sure you hear from a lot of people that once it gets into super intimate relationships, there's a, there's a bit of, you know, kind of chaos. <laughs> At least yeah. that's, my, I, that's my experience. Yeah. So, um, I love that you're a relationship expert. Can you tell us how and why um, you chose to pursue that? Well, one, because exactly what you said, so many people struggle with relationships. Um, and I think that relationships cover our everything. They're like our lives. They help us be happy or unhappy. They're helping, you know, in our families, they, our jobs, our world. There's no way you can get around relationships. And ironically, unfortunately, I think that our world sets us up to fail in them, which is why it's such a struggle. So I, the other piece is there are not very many um, really good relationship therapists and coaches out there. And um, I was kind of like, we need people who know what they're talking about and not going over, not, not selling individuals and couples unhealthy messages that keep us stuck. So that was part of it. And then just the whole cultural piece when I watch um, our culture, like I said, sets us up for failure. And so I'm really passionate about countering our culture, <laughs> going counterculture so that maybe- Countercultural relationship excellence. Yes, you know, because, oh my gosh, because why? People struggle so much with it. Can you name some of those? I mean, things that come to mind are the sort of gender roles that are set up or the- you know, kind of ways that we're conditioned by family or, yeah. I mean, are those the kind of things you mean when you say getting set up? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. From like, from day one, you have a baby and the gender of that baby is, determines how they're going to be socialized. So you have little boys and from day one, they are socialized to have no feelings other than anger and neutrality. They are socialized to not talk, to not share, to not have feelings. And Oh my goodness. Okay, so imagine you raise this child to not speak, to not share, to not have feelings, and then say, okay, get married. Well, who wants to be in a marriage <laughs> with somebody, right? And the only feelings that they can have is anger, right? So, right. Like, you can imagine why we're struggling so much. Then you have girls, and they're put into, from the moment they're born, they're taught to placate and silence and be kind and put others' needs before themselves. So now you have boys who are taught to be bullies and get big and not talk. And you have women who are taught to placate and it's destroying us. It's just destroying us. So women won't, you know, their marriages are struggling, but they don't want to say anything. And, and they say, you know, that's just men, men will be men. And, and when their you know, when their husbands blow up their kids, the, the moms go to the kids and say, your dad didn't mean that, honey. He just had a hard day. And 
It's like, ah, stop. <laughs> So it sounds like you're really passionate about getting women out of that victim mode. It's the word that comes to mind, like that kind of victim mentality and becoming what more empowered. Absolutely more empowered. Um, But you know, like really I want men and women to step in both. Like we're doing men just as much as a disservice as we are to women. Right. And so women have to stop excusing it, accepting it, minimizing it, rationalizing it. They're so fearful. You know, it's that you've probably heard the saying a hundred times, you know, fear of speaking truth to power. And so that fear is it's hurting our boys. It's hurting our daughters. It's hurting our families. It's hurting us. It's hurting men. And so we have to, and we have to stop that. We have to stop doing that. And it seems like... (laughs) We're in an interesting political climate around (laughs) these issues. Um, And the sort of dominant political climate now is one of pretty kind of intense patriarchy, right? This kind of old school boys will be boys. Yeah. Um, So in the face of that, Mm -hmm. um, like how does that impact our relationships does that, is that hindering or helping us? I mean, like I know during the elections, a lot of my girlfriends were, you know, ranting and raving and crying or posting on Facebook, um, but weren't necessarily um, catalyzing any kind of specific change. And so, you know, my community, we did vagina monologues, we did a performance, yeah. we raised a bunch of money for charity. We, we, we went right into action mode. Yeah. Um, but do you, what do you see as, as the sort of fallout of like the political situation? Well, two things. One is, you know, thank God Donald Trump for Donald Trump in in one aspect. He has awakened women, (laughs) which is like great, right? Now, when you say you, you, so many of your friends are angry and mad and crying and blah, 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 but not taking action, that's what women do in their marriages. They beg, they plead, they cry, they do everything. But what they don't do is they don't put their marriage on the line. They don't say either you step up or I can't live with you. Either you change this or I'm going to do that. And so with the political climate, I think that you had Pantsuit Nation that did exactly that. They're like, yes. And then they're like, I don't know what to do now. Right. So we're we're talking, we're having conversations, but we're not actually doing something different. And so um, and part of that is, is just because of patriarchy. Right. We've been taught. I also think. We have so few role models. Like our, our world lives very much in a power over paradigm, which is we confuse power with aggression. And we think that being powerful means moving, power, moving in power over others. Like I'm going to squash you. If, if you're not believing what I'm saying or if you're not agreeing with me, I'm going to make you agree, right? And what we have to teach women, so, so that's what men have learned women have learned to just placate and be nice and love them to death, love them up enough so that they'll change, right? Which like certainly isn't doing anything. And so what we have to do is we have to find the middle. And, and what I call that is a grounded, powerful strength. And a grounded, powerful strength is it's a whole different power paradigm. It's about power from within, not power over. And so it's really teaching women, stop colluding. And we collude on so many levels. Like, you know, for example, um, a serious example, rape culture, right? We have a a tremendous rape culture on our colleges, right? 
and I unfortunately, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, I have a son and a daughter. And when I sent my son to college, it was very different concerns. When I sent my daughter to college, I was like, make sure you don't walk alone. Make sure you're with friends. Make sure you never have a drink that's uncovered. And I'm like, that just pisses me off. What is that, right? And what, what happens? Like women, how do we play a role in that? Well, we, women also blame the, the victims. If we have like a cute, you know, quarterback on the football team, do you know how many girls in high school blame the girl who was raped rather than the quarterback? That's crazy, crazy. How many girls who, and women who are groped? I think there were 12 women who said that Donald Trump assaulted them. Out of those 12, I think like 10 of them never said a word. That's colluding. Right. That's us having, like, and so women, if we want to change the world, it's going to be women. Men are not going to stop raping. Men are not going to stop moving in power. Men are not going to stop being aggressive until women really step up and we start actually taking it head on. And we have to do that. Right. So when you talk about this head on, I feel like you mentioned like we need role models. We need sort of like a methodology of moving forward. I'm thinking in my graduate program, we studied, we studied Rianne um, I, Ensler, I, her, she, she wrote The Power of par- Partnership, I'm probably mispronouncing her name, but she talked about partnership cultures and when there's a balance of power and when there's you know, collaboration as opposed to this power over. Like, are there models, are there tools, are there structures, um, are there mentors to like, help navigate this process? What a great question. Um, I would say yes and no. <laughs> I mean, of course, there's always, you know, different, uh, there are many models out there. I think that, um, I really think we have to get out of the box. I think that, you know, so many of the models are so in the box. It, it's so, um, like sometimes I'm going to stand up for myself, not by collaborating. Okay. I'm going to stand up because you don't have the right to treat me like that. Right. I'm going to stand up to my husband. Like if my husband has a drinking problem, I can't love him into changing. I can't say, I can't beg him to like, I'm going to say, listen, I love you. I want you to know that. And there's nothing I would want more than our marriage to work. And let me tell you something. If you don't stop, if you don't address your drinking, then I'm going to have to, we're going to have to separate. I'm sorry. Or if I'm not strong enough to do that, I'm going to have to say, listen, I know that really what I have to do is I have to leave if you can't stop, but I'm not there right now. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to Al-Anon and I'm going to go every single day. And when I get strong enough, I'm going to come back to you and I'm going to tell you what my next move is because I love you that much. And I love me that much. And if you can't rise, I'm okay with that. I'm sad about that. <laughs> I'm be hurt about that, but I'm not standing. I'm not, I'm not going to let you drag me and our family under. And we can't do that. And we need to do that everywhere. We had, I'm sickened that we had 53% of white women voting for Donald Trump. That these women said that he, when he himself said he groped women, they said it's locker room talk. That's not locker room talk. That's sexual assault. Mm -hmm. So the model we need is, is, and not acting like men and not acting like women. (laughs) <laughs> it's really like transcending and, and finding a different and finding a different 
yeah, we got to stop the divine goddess in us and be <laughs> kind and be loving, like uh, no disrespect. And that to me is more of the patriarchy and more about keeping us down. Look, it's about humanity. It's about basic humanity. I'm not asking any more of you than I'm asking of me. I'm going to treat you with respect, even in anger, and I'm going to hold you to that same bar. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not about me being a man or a woman. It's about me being a human. Nice. I like that. And a lot of the people that are listening to this and the people in my community, they're entrepreneurs. They are leaving corporate jobs or they've already left or they're, you know, they're serving people in different kinds of healing roles. And, um, what's the impact? Um, what's the impact of this on our ability to kind of stand up and be a leader, to be an entrepreneur, to run our own business, to, um, not fall into those weird roles in our business life? What a great question. So um, one, what I always tell women is you have to dare to know what you know and then stand behind that. So if you have a dream and you want to, you, you know, you want to do this business, own it. If you're the leader of that business and you know how, like, you know, there are certain things that are going to run well, don't do a whole team approach and get everybody to talk and ask all of their opinions. And then you kind of backslide and don't do your own, right? Like own it, know it now. Don't. The one thing that women have, which is great, you do want to like get opinions, talk, you know, but then ultimately if you're the one running it, run it and don't do that as a man. Don't do that as a woman, do that as a strong human being come in and you run this business in a way like that is honoring of you, honoring of your employees and honoring of your business. And, and so you have to, get rid of all these stereotypes, get rid of, I think so many, especially corporate America for a long time, women had, they felt like they had to act like men in order to take leadership roles and in order to be, and we can't do that anymore. We, we can't that just have it, just doing that or thinking we have to do that is playing into all these roles of us not being enough as ourselves. So be strong, be confident, you're going to feel the fear, do it anyway, right? And just step in, own your truth, speak your truth. If you're going to run a company, let your employees know, look, this is what I'm looking for. This is my vision. This is what we're all signing up for. I will give you whatever you need to make this succeed. And we're kind of running my vision because <laughs> it's my business. Own it. Be proud of it. Do you have any rituals or practices or ways that you stay connected yourself to the, that kind of vision and mission and stance? So, because I, one of the things that I, I think happens is that there's so much information overload, right? Everybody's giving us their opinion and we're checking the marketplace to see what everybody's doing. And it's like, yeah. you know, how do you how do you steer clear of all the noise and not get stuck in like the indecision or yeah. Um, slow down. Right. Um, as women, I think, and men too, but I, we really need to slow down that um, we get nervous. We're not quite sure. Hey, what do you think about this? Right. And I do this. I like, you know, I, I did this with my friend the other day. I'm like, what do you think about this? She's like, Lisa, what do you think other people do? And I kind of got mad at her. I'm like, no, just tell me. 
And, and then I had to slow down and just say, what do I think? Like, if I took everybody out of the equation and I had fear out of the equation, if I wasn't worried about all these people saying, that's stupid, that's dumb, that's not going to work. And I just slowed down and I tuned into me. What do I think? So first slow down. And often like I'll have a, um, I think keeping a, what I know journal is really helpful. Wow. I never and, heard that. A what I know journal. Yeah. And cool. it's just what I know. Like I know I want to start a company about this. I know that whatever it is, this is what I absolutely know. And, and you just, and then you, you keep it and you keep filling it up day by day, day by day. And then you go back to it and you read it and you get grounded in it where it's very hard for us to just trust that we know what we know and then stand behind it. And first we have to recognize it. Nice. And I, there's a, a meditation practice that I learned from one of my writing teachers where she, she takes you through the meditation practice and she says like calling back all the pieces of yourself. And, and what I hear you saying a little bit is that like, we've given all these pieces away and kind of calling them back mm -hmm. is that kind of filling in again with the, what I know and, and gathering that energy again. Absolutely. Because I love it. You said that we've kind of, we, I hear from so many women, I lost myself. I don't even know yeah. who I am anymore. Well, first we got to find ourselves again. And, and that is so much about tuning in. Like when the hair on the back of your neck goes up, why stop? What's going on with that? Right? Instead, we're like, oh, what am I doing? I'm just making something up. He's fine or she's fine. I, I don't know why that, you know, and we ignore our feelings. And so we got to start tuning into our instincts more. We got to listen. I do meditation as much, you know, as each morning as, as best I can. I try to, you know, at least just to calm me, just to like slow it down. Um, and then the other thing I'm all, I'm really trying to recognize, and I hate to say this. Well, I don't hate to say it. I'm saying it. <laughs> I, you know, like um, how many times I discount myself, like how many times I get scared and I'm, and I like, I want to ask somebody for their opinion or I want to, you know, like you said, go, let me go on the internet and see what else other people are doing. And, and I'm trying my best to one, just recognize all those moments. And then when they happen, stop slow down, breathe through it, write what I think first before I even go out to see what other people do. Like, I'm just trying to like, mm -hmm. slow it down. Cause this stuff is so ingrained in us. We're, right. we're unconscious about it. One of the things that I notice is a really good indicator for me. Um, like you mentioned the hairs in the back of your neck. If I start to get the butterflies in my stomach, like I sit down yes. and create something or write something and I get the butterflies, I notice that my mind goes, let's not do this. Let's go look at what someone else is doing. And I know as soon as that oh. happens, like, oh, I'm on something really, really good. I have yeah. to stay here. And it's like a discipline to stay and like everything in me wants to go, but I'm like, no, no, this is a yes. good one. Let's just stay here and for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and just see, see what's, you know, what's underneath this feeling. Um, I love it. I love that saying discipline to stay, like, yeah. but you should coin that. That's good. <laughs> well, I mean, like I, I had listened to tons and tons of Pema Chodron over the years. Yes, she's I've, great. I'm like a long time med meditator, like 20 years or something. And she, she says um, that she talks to herself the way you would talk to kind of like a puppy, like stay, <laughs> day, yeah. stay, like, like you're right. not going to yell at the puppy, like stay, right? Like you're going to like guide the puppy back over. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel yeah. like I have to puppy myself, you know, like stay with these things. Right. Cause sometimes, and I don't know if you experience this, like when something like really jazzes you and you're really passionate about it. And, and it's just like you said, like, you're like, Oh, let me go over here. 
like I start like, uh, you know what, I won't do it now. I'll wait till later and then I'll come back to this. And it's not like, I may not be looking up to see what other people are doing it, but it's, I'm making some excuse up to not really stand behind, stand within, you know, within my power and, and do it. It's like that anxious, oh, you know? So, <laughs> so yeah, I love the discipline of stay. Yeah. What, um, what, what are you excited about right now in your own business and practice? What are you building or creating? Yeah, super excited. I love to ask that. So um, I've worked with women and couples for so long and empowering women. And, you know, thank God, Donald Trump again. So he has really inspired me. So now where I'm going, I love it. He's a catalyst for me, you know? Um, so now I'm really, I'm daring to take it out to a bigger, to a bigger market and, and a bigger message. So, and that message is, listen, if we want our world to change, women have to change the world. And so that's what I'm working. I'm working on getting really um, conscious women to step up and to rise and to start changing the world, not by changing others, by, but by changing how we walk in it. And that's on every level in our relationships. Don't have sex with a guy because you want to get the guy or that's ridiculous, right? <laughs> like if you have to have sex with him in order to get him, you never had him and you never will. So don't play that. Then you play into the players and boys will be boys. Like, like really on every level, getting women to step into the world on such a different plane so that it's not us playing by men's rules. It's really, look, man, you can join us or you can stay far behind, but we are no longer begging you, wanting you, whatever. So, so my move now is really helping women to rise nice, and change nice. and having women change the world as a result. <laughs> Go big or go home, right? <laughs> so for all the enlightened women out there that are excited about what you're doing, how can they get involved? Like how can they find you or connect or? So um, right now my website, lisamerlabooth.com um, on Twitter is at Lisa Merla Booth, uh, Facebook, Straight Talk for Women, my blog. Um, and I will be launching with a couple of other women this other piece of women changing the world um, that's in the works. So when that's in the works and up, it will be on my social media and on my blog and they can join in from there. What, what kind of stuff do they find on the straight talk blog? What kind of straight talk do you give? Um, so talking about how do you set limits? What is a limit? You know, women confuse limits with threats all the time. We think if we're like, I'm, I'm leaving you, but we know we're not. <laughs> So, so teaching them, like, how do you actually set a limit? How do you speak up? Um, what boundaries, how do you, what are boundaries? How do you protect, how, what is self-esteem? How does that show up? Um, how do you raise your girls to be strong women? Just, you know, relationships all across the board. Amazing. Amazing. You've, you, I feel fuller having talked to you. It's Aww. just really, it's just really awesome. <laughs> kind of, um, I can feel that you really care about the topic so much. So I'm really grateful that you spent some time with us today and, and shared some of this insight with us. And I hope that everybody goes and finds you and follows you and gets involved. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. It's been fun talking. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. You can join the Women in Wellness Club at women-in-wellness.com.